You know, as I think about what happened here last night, I can't help but think tonight, what a great example, you know, what happened here last night is to, to the title of the study we're going to be talking about tonight. And that basically is, is, is the subject of shining for him. We're going to be talking about shining for him tonight. So could you go ahead and turn in your Bibles to, to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. And as you're doing that, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we do thank you so much for what you did in this place last night. It was so awesome. And we thank you for the opportunity we had to, to play a part in that and just see you working. It was, it was great, Lord. I pray, you know, for those that came out, they were encouraged. I pray also, Lord, that, you know, maybe we even have some of those families that came back tonight and their kids are in our children's ministry, uh, you know, classes tonight. And, and, and I just pray that, Lord, as we had opportunity just to throw out seed, that, Lord, it would be just planted on soft hearts. And, and Lord, you, you would just start that amazing work that your spirit does and draw people to you. Uh, we, we thank you for those, you know, some dozen, 15 people, whatever that came forward and just pray as, as they made that commitment to you that, that now, Lord, they would just, Lord, just grow in their walks with you. Get them plugged into good fellowships, Lord. And, and it's just exciting to see, you know, somebody like a, like a Christian, a soy, which, you know, the, the world that, you know, one time might take this guy and say that, you know, he, he's of no purpose anymore. He's old, he's used up, but God, you're using that man in an amazing way. And we thank you for what you did here last night. Thank you for the opportunity to, to again, love in our community, and encourage our body, and, and, and Jesus, we, we, we just give you glory and praise for that. So today, as we look at your word, I, I just pray, Lord, that the things that you've put on my heart, you'd help me to just communicate those um, to my beautiful family here tonight, and we're just excited to be here and ask you to just meet us in this place, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You know, a few weeks ago, <clears throat> Janine and I uh, celebrated our 40th anniversary, and, and you know, I think about that 40th anniversary, I mean... 40th anniversary, I don't know how that happens when we're only 39 years old. You know, I mean, it's kind of like 40, but 40, that's a bunch. And, and you know, we, we, we uh, actually planned and, and saved for a couple years to celebrate that anniversary in Italy. You know, it's something we've wanted to do for a long, long time, and we were able to do that, and we just had an absolutely amazing, amazing time. You know, it is such a beautiful place. Has anybody here been to Italy before? Yeah? Oh, so, oh, oh, cool. Yes, and a lot of you guys have. So you kind of relate to some of the things that I'm going to be sharing tonight. And, and um, you know, from the, from the ancient history that, that starts in, in, in the, the part of the country of Rome, and we went, we went north from Rome just, just traveling through, you know, the history and, and, and uh, our way up to the very north border of Milan in, in, in Switzerland that is, is known as the, is the, you know, fashion capital of the world. Uh, just beautiful lakes and mountains and, oh, just a gorgeous, gorgeous land. It's just, just amazing, amazing place. And when Rob asked me a, a few weeks ago to share tonight, I thought it would be fun to, to talk a little bit about our trip. And so I, I brought some family movies, two to three hours worth. So we're going to put them on the screen, you know, and enjoy you think, huh? Have you guys ever done that, been invited over to somebody's house and they pull out family movies? And we're not going to do family movies. Even though we have some great pictures, it just, you know, it brings, brings back a lot of memories and stuff. But, um, you know, I just want to take some time tonight and, and, and talk about that trip a little bit. And, and really with the intent of sharing multiple life lessons that, that God reminded me of when we were over there. You know, our, the purpose of us going, you know, was to, for our anniversary. God had so much more in store we had no clue about, you know, before we left. So that was, that was kind of, you know, our hearts and going. And my hope, again, is, is that you'd be encouraged and, and, and built up in the Lord. You know, as believers, we, we are a, a work in progress, aren't we? 
You know, it's kind of like um, uh, the, the thing that, that I've seen uh, uh, people wear before sh- a shirt that, that, that says, you know, still under construction. And we are under construction, gang. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, something that God is doing, preparing us, you know, to go home to be with him one day. And, and, you know, the longer I live here on old planet Earth, the more I realize that I have a long, long way to go. So, you know, that under construction is, is something that, that is, is, is really, you know, on my heart and on my mind. And, and it's just great as God prepares us for that one day, you know, we're going to go, go to heaven. So we, we are definitely into construction mode and uh, excited about that. That's an exciting thing to be part of. So uh, as we, you know, go in tonight, one of the life lessons that God reminded me of is, is seen in, in the scripture here in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. So let's go ahead and read that as, as we kind of start here. It says this, it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let me go and set the scene here. Turn back the clock a couple weeks, and and Janine and I jumped on an airplane. Uh, It was actually a Sunday afternoon uh, out of LAX. In uh, route to, to Rome, Italy, and, and we ended up getting to Rome about one o'clock uh, in the afternoon on, on, on Monday. That would have been the, the next day. And at the airport in Rome, we met up with a, a few other people or, or couples that, that we were going to be spending the next 14 days of our life with in, 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 in Italy. And, and there was a total of, of 40 of us on this particular tour that we went on. So that night, as we kind of got off the plane, got our stuff all settled, got to the hotel and all, um, we got together with our group for dinner and, and basically, you know, went over the things that we were going to be doing over the next few weeks, what, what that was going to look like. So it was kind of, kind of a neat thing to do. But the thing I really loved, you know, about this is we were about to spend the next two weeks of our life with 38 other people that basically were straight out of the world, strangers. And, and, you know, that, that, that's, if you've ever done anything like that, but it was a little strange, a little different to do something like that. So we didn't know, you know, we didn't know a soul. We didn't know any friends or anybody. It wasn't like people from church went with us or something. So these are 38 people. We had no clue, you know, who they were and all. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I really miss that. I really miss that. You know, it, it, it's amazing, you know, being here at the fellowship. And this is an amazing thing to be part of what God's doing in and through the, the fellowship here. But I really miss you know, being in the trenches of life with, with, with unbelievers, as many of you guys are, you know, day in, day out. I miss that. We were out there for a, a long time, you know, before coming on staff here at, at the church. And, and, you know, most of you guys are out in that front battle line of life, you know, around secular people every day. That, that's normal life for you guys. And, and you know, every morning... Uh, here at the fellowship, we gather together as a staff and we pray and, you know, to kind of start our day and all. We often pray for you guys, you know, as you're out in that world, that, you know, your light would shine bright in all those different places that Jesus has placed you. Because you're out on the battle lines, man. You are out in the world. That, that could be a hard place sometimes. You know, at your jobs, at school, you know, at home, where, wherever that might be. It, it's just navigating through life. You're out, out in the world. And, you know, what a great thing that is, you know, to get the shine for Jesus in the dark places of the world. Just a beautiful thing. That's called ministry, man. You know, guys, all you guys are in ministry. Do you realize that? You're all in ministry. We all have been planted strategically by the Lord, different places for different times. The Lord is, is, is just so good in that way. And, and, and I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but when you leave our parking lot, we have a sign out there that says, you are now entering the mission world, or the, uh, the uh, yeah, you're now entering the mission field. And, um, you know, 
it's a mission field out there, you know, in our backyard. Sometimes we think missions, we have to go to Hungary or Russia or, or you know, wherever. It, it, it's in our backyard. We saw that last night. This was a mission field last night. You know, as people came into this place, it was great. You know, I, I was uh, <clears throat> just reminded when I think about that, that, um, you know, thinking about the, these 38 people, again, that we were to be around, that, that you know, the Lord had put Janine and I in this place strategically, you know, since on the mission field with, with these 38 other folks, you know, right in the middle for a reason, for a reason. And I was reminded of what we're told in 2 Timothy 4.2, and it says this. It says, preach the word, be ready in and out of season, okay? Convince, rebuke, exhort, all with long-suffering and teaching. You know, and, and you know, I, I'm just, you know, going to be transparent with you guys and say this. In one sense, you know, I, I was thinking this on this trip. I was thinking, Lord, you know, wait a minute. You know what? I'm on vacation. <laughs> this is my vacation. This is my 40th anniversary. You know, you, you guys ever do that? You know, you get in a place where, you know, it's kind of like, uh, well, you know what? Uh, Lord, you know, maybe, maybe you know, just, just kind of back off a little bit. You know, maybe it's okay to let the light shine, but, you know, kind of keep it in the pocket or keep it on low beams kind of thing. You know, it's kind of hang out in the background a little bit. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the clock right now, Lord. So, you know, I'm just going to take a little, little cruise, a little, little vacation. You guys do that too? I mean, I, I, it, it, it happens to all of us, man. It really does. But the Lord definitely had other plans. You know, it didn't take long for the light to shine in the dark when the big question was asked. And that was, well, Steve, what do you do for a living <laughs> around all these other people? And so, you know, the, the cat was out of the bag and the word spread really quick through these couples. You know, what, what Steve and Janine both, you know, kind of, kind of do for a living. You know, it's kind of, kind of crazy. And, and, you know, it, it was so cool because Janine and I were really looking forward to seeing what the Lord was going to do over these next few weeks. Uh, it was just, just a beautiful, beautiful start to a, an amazing couple of weeks. So Tuesday morning came around really fast. And, and the first part of our day was to tour Vatican City. How many of you guys have been to Vatican City? Okay, Vatican City. There was a part of me as I went in this place that was really excited, you know, to see the history, to see the, 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 the things we've seen in magazines and movies and so the sculptures, the paintings, the, the mosaics, the tapestries, the architecture. If, if any of you guys are builders, it would boggle your mind, the construction of, of some of these places that we went into built out of solid marble. Oh, it's just, and they've been standing for, you know, hundreds, some of the thousands for, of years. It's ridiculous. I mean, how long these buildings have been around. And, and, and so that was kind of one part of me. But the fleshly part of me, as I went in that place, and, and I'm just confessing it, there was a, a fleshly side of me, you know, was, was things that I noticed, um, you know, walking in there. I, <laughs> one of the first things we noticed as we came in, there was a sign that said, confession this way. And I'm thinking, confession this way, what is that? And I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's directing people over to the, you know, the Catholic religion, the confession box thing. And, and, and then kind of looking around, seeing the, the bowls of holy water, the, 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 you know, Mary really being seen all over the place, you know, more than, than really, you know, see, seeing Jesus uh, uh, around on, on what you'd look around. You know, lighting of the candles, um, you know, they, you, there, were, there were priests around in, in their, you know, their robes and all that stuff. And people were kissing their hands and their rings and, and doing all that kind of stuff. You know, offering boxes every other corner. You, you dump, dump, dump a, a coin in something. And, and, you know, that was kind of the fleshly part of me that was going on. The spiritual part of me was kind of like, you know, this is just the blindness of, of religion at its finest, man. It was just, you know, one of those things that, that you know, just, just really hit my heart. You know, I, I, you know as, as I looked at that confession this way sign, kind of going like this, I wanted to take out my Milwaukee drill, take the screw out and point it up and go confession this way, not this way, you know, go up that way. <laughs> if I had a drill, I probably would have done it too. Probably got arrested and thrown and, you know, would have been in some magazine somewhere, locked up in Italy, I don't know what, but uh, as, as a radical kind of guy. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. And the point, you know, my heart really was, you know, these people don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. And being raised Catholic, I was raised Catholic, 
you know, uh, uh, reality was really brought back of many memories of things that I remembered. You know, some good, not so so good. One of them was was uh, uh, basically. Um, uh, there was a picture. I, I used to get in trouble all the time in catechism, but but there was this picture of of some kids with their their hands out of the flames, and I think it was supposed to be purgatory or something. And the nun would take me up and show me. I says, "If you don't behave yourself, this is what's going to happen to you." I mean, it scared me to death back then. I mean, I still shake when I when I think about it. It was really kind of a crazy thing, but it, it was just kind of something that, that that was real. But it also reminded me of the time that I, I recognized the difference between knowing God, you know, of just knowing of Him and knowing Him personally, and that was exciting. You know, when you finally says, "Yes, this is what you know," they, they've been trying to tell me it just didn't. And, and that, that was exciting. So the bottom line, the heart was getting a little hard. So, but here's the cool part of this whole story, you guys. You would not believe where the Lord, Lord had me in my devotions that morning. He had me in the book of Job. What better book to go into? And I had no idea. It's actually, not, not Job. That would have been a good book, too. The book of Jonah. He had me in Jonah that morning. And, and so what, what's the story about Jonah? You know, running from Nineveh. Remember, the Lord wanted to show his mercy on the people, you know, and, 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 and you know, the, the, the lost and the blind he talks about. And Jonah just wanted to you know, wipe him off the planet. I'm out of here, Lord, and running the other way and those type of things. In a sense, that's kind of you know, where, where my heart was at. I hate to admit it, but it kind of was. And so, you know, I really had to ask the Lord for forgiveness for, for my hard heart in that way. And, and Jonah 4.11 says this. It says, and should I not pity Nineveh, the great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left with much livestock? Vatican City, there are people. You think Disneyland is busy? This place is crazy. There is people everywhere in every line, just all over the place. And, you know, so as, as, I, as I thought about this, you know, I couldn't help but think about this 120,000 people, you know, what the Lord was concerned about in Nineveh as, as I looked around that place. The word pity means this. It means to be concerned about. It means to have compassion on, to feel sorry for. You know, when I thought about that, the Lord convicted me, and my heart went back in the right place. And, and you know, I, I just enjoyed from that day forward or that point forward, you know, just that tour we were going through. You have to look pretty deep, and you guys that have been there know what I'm talking about. You have to look pretty deep, you know, through the many years and layers of religion to see Jesus in Vatican City. But you know what? He is there. He is there. Our tour guide, we had the most amazing tour guide. He would take us through and explain the meanings of the, the paintings and the sculptures and the hearts of the artists and the mosaics and the tapestries. And I was really encouraged of, of really the stories that are on there that have been covered, unfortunately, and dimmed, you know, through the years. But, but Jesus, Jesus is there in, in, in those pictures and all. Those pieces of art that, that represented both New and Old Testament stories, it was amazing. So I was thinking about, you know, our, our ministry, and I see Rob Nash sitting in here, simply the story. You know, in, in, in many cases, you could look at this artwork and simply see Bible characters and tell their stories. It was there in these pictures that, that we were looking at. You know, and, and it came to the point that I wanted to stand in front of somebody's paintings and just point and say, simply the story is right here. Look, you guys, you know, people just kind of walking by and just kind of looking around and doing whatever they're doing. But the stories were there. It's there. And, and it, was just, it was just a beautiful thing. So after seeing, you know, all that going on and, and, you know, Jesus left really way too much on the cross, it was, it was, it was, you know, really refreshing. As we came out of one of the museums there, there was this big old tapestry and it had the Lord coming out, out of the grave in front, front of the tomb with his hands stretched forth, you know, pierced hands, pierced feet, uh, side, you know, pierced. And it was just, just kind of rejoicing. And I said, yes, that is it. You know, he's finally off the cross. Guys, look at that picture right there. That's what you need to see. He is risen. You know, he's alive. And it was just really a, a really a cool thing for us. So we continued our tour. Lots of religious sites through Italy. 
And I was just reminded of the power of prayer and the faithfulness of God as we were just going uh, each, each and every day. And, you know, I, w- I was really convicted at that time, once again, to be praying for the thousands of people standing in those long lines in Vatican City. And I know God answers prayer. I know he does. So God just really put that in my heart to be praying for them. You know, for them to see God's love, you know, the love that God has for them through that many, many, many layers of religion because the Lord is in there. You know, they, they might see through that religion and see God's heart, you know, to experience, you know, as, as, as I believe most of us in this room has, the difference between religion and a relationship with Jesus, man. You know, it, it, it's there. And we were all there at one time. You know, really, we forget that sometimes. We were all there. And I also thought about the Apostle Paul. On Sunday nights, um, the guys are studying in the coffee house, uh, 2 Corinthians, and I was thinking about Paul. And, and, you know, when we study the ministry of Paul, think about this for a minute. Where was the first place Paul would go when he entered a particular city? Guess where he'd go? Where'd he go? Went to the synagogue. He'd go to the religious place, man. You know, the place of gathering. And guess where God had led us? He had led us to one of the largest religious gathering places of our day. You know, Vatican City, the Catholic Church. So we got to go, in a sense, as Paul did, to proclaim the beauty of the gospel message. It was, it was so cool. And the thing that Janine and I didn't realize at the time is that he was preparing us, you guys, to have some great conversation with those in our group for in the days to follow. And that was, that was that thing that he was doing. And God does that, doesn't he, in our lives uh, a lot of times? You know, he prepares us today for something that he has in store for us tomorrow. He does that, you know, and so you know, it's a great work that he, he, he does it through our lives. We have this picture on, on, on our uh, wall at home that says this. It says, the will of God will never, take, uh, will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you. And I really thought about that as, as we were kind of going through this part of our trip. So our trip continues, you know, and we never realized, again, the beauty of, of Italy was, was absolutely amazing. Covered lots of territory. In fact, I had my, uh, my app on my phone, uh, the, the, the walking app. Some of you guys might have that on your, on your phones. And we walked 70 miles and did 168,000 steps. <laughs> so we put a lot of miles. I think I wore my shoes down a little bit there. So we, we, did, we went a lot of places. And in almost everywhere, you know, we went. It was just beautiful and, and um you know, another thing over there that, that, that we did is every evening we would dine together, most every evening, with, with the group that we were with. And in Italy, um, you know, it's much different. Dinner is much different there than it is here. You know, usually here we're cramming everything on our plate, get going, boom, 10 minutes, you're out of there, bam, you do the next thing you're doing. Not in Italy, man. It's not that way. You know, first of all, uh, people eat really, really late at night. The restaurants don't even open until 730. I mean, it's craziness. And when you go to a restaurant and eat, it, it, it's an event. It's like two and a half to three hour event. You know, you sit down and, and it's, it's just a crazy thing. It's crazy, 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 course by course, and you leave really, really full. The food's amazing. You know, it, 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 it kind of reminds me of what I've heard about the typical ancient kind of Jewish meeting or a meal where they'd sit and, you know, be family and fellowship and just, just you know, no, no hurry. It was just, just a really, really neat table. Lots of food, lots of fellowship. You know, nobody, nobody is hurrying going anywhere. So during these, these two and a half to three hour events, Janine and I had a really great opportunity to develop some amazing friendships with these, these couples that we were around, these other people. Which brings up the next life lesson that, that the Lord showed me after that of praying, after that of being ready in and out of season, is, is, is to show someone, you know, when you're around them, that you really care about them, that you really care about them. You know, remember the saying we, we've all heard at one time or another, people could care less what you know until they know that you care. 
And, you know, it's something we need to be reminded of. And our, on our, our trip, you know, it, 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 at the time, you know, as we were around these different couples, you know, uh, none of them were saved. I mean, this, is, again, wasn't like a, a marriage retreat. These were people in, out in the world. And you know, I couldn't help but think as we, uh, if you guys remember Jay Vernon McGee, he loved that old guy, man. It's, he's just a great, great preacher. But he used to say this. He, he says there's two groups of people. You know, there, there's the ain'ts and there's the saints. And, you know, most of the group that we were with were, were the ain'ts. You know, these, these people, many of them, you know, at, at, at best were, were babes in the Lord, and that was exciting. But it was just a full-blown, full-blown mission field for us. And we had opportunity, Janine and I, to just pour out God's love on this beautiful group of people. Develop some amazing friendships, and I, I'm looking so forward to see what God is going to do, you know, in, in the future with this. I just want to take a minute and, and, and talk about a couple of these couples that, that, that we had opportunity to be around. And again, with the intent, you guys, of just, you know, these are people in the world. These are people that day in, day out, you guys are exposed to. You know, people at work, people, you know, in, in the lines at Home Depot, people at Costco, whatever. And, and they're, they're people that, that, you know, we have opportunity to go in and be lights and shine for. So... You know, uh, our purpose, again, of showing, you know, how God will use our lives, you know, and this is the whole thing. He used them in different ways, at different times, around different people for his glory. You know, different ways, different times, different people for his glory. And we get to do that as, as, as kids. It's amazing. So the ultimate example of that, actually, you know, you think about Jesus. And, and, you know, every work Jesus did, you know, who received glory? He'd always give glory to the Father, wouldn't he? And so the things we get to do, as we see in, in that scripture, is we give glory to God. Great example, and back again in Matthew 5.16, let your light so shine before men that you may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's just that let your light shine thing, man, and, 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 you'll, the, the, and, and watch what God will do. So first couple, this couple's name is Dick and Shirley. They were Catholics, uh, live in Charlton, South Carolina, and um, just, just neat people, asked us lots of questions. Shirley was actually a, a, just, just, just fascinated that I was a pastor, and she wanted to know what I did. You know, she had this perception that, that you know, uh, you, you, I guess you have to wear the suit or the, the robe or the little white thing, and, and you know, kind of hard to communicate with, and you got to put coin in my little box before I'll talk to you. I don't know what her thing was, but, but it's kind of like, she kept looking at me and said, really? You know, really, you are? And so it was great. He said, she said, what do you do? And so I got to talk to her about some of the things that we get to do around here, and one of them I told her is, is you know, that we, we study the Bible. And she says, you study the Bible? And he says, yeah, we study the Bible. And, 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 and so it was so cool because then I went on to tell her, and I says, yeah. And I mentioned that, you know, those paintings that we've been seeing I mentioned to her? I said, those are many stories. They're in that, that Bible, that, that Catholic Bible that you have, you know, because she had a Catholic Bible. There, those stories are in there. It was so cool. So we had a chance to share, you know, the difference between religion and relationship and what she had to do to be born again. The, the question came up, it was so cool. And this is all over dinner, a, a group of maybe would be six or eight of us at each table were doing this. And Janine had a chance to share her testimony with, with the Shirley gal and, and blew her away. I mean, she's kind of, what? You know, kind of thing. And it was just, it was, just, it was, it was all God. It was so cool. And, you know, a, a few days ago, we exchanged pictures and we're communicating with them. They're back on the East Coast. And it's, it's just a cool thing. Couple number two, a couple named Ron and Debbie. They were Catholic and they were from Delaware, uh, uh, Maryland, and uh, hung out with these guys a bunch. And uh, these two were watching Janine and I like a hawk. You know, get some people, it's kind of like, you know, when you're rolling, this happens to us sometimes, you're rolling to Home Depot or Costco, and people kind of do the radar thing in your cart to see what you put in your cart. You know, what's that guy buying? He's a pastor. What does he buy or what doesn't he buy kind of thing? So they were watching, watching our lives really, really carefully. It was kind of, you know, kind of, kind of weird, but it was, it was a good thing. So Janine and Debbie, you know, really, um, you know, got close. Um, they asked us one time to pray at our meal, which was kind of cool, you know, so we did that. And, and um, again, I can't, 
wait to see what God does, does with them. Um, you know, I wish they, these are one of those couples, I wish they lived closer because I would have them come, on, come to church with me on Sunday. But I told them to look on the internet, watch our service. And because back where they live, there's just nothing there from what, what we were told. It's just, just a hard thing. And so we encouraged them, you know, get, get into fellowship. And we invited them to come to our house here in, in San Diego, come visit us. Third couple, this couple named Rick and Selena. Interesting. They were Protestant from New York. And these two had an interesting story. It was their second marriage. And they were on, they were doing a lot of traveling and stuff and just getting to know each other and all. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I asked them if they went to church and, and Selena said, yeah, she used to work at a Christian school. I said, great, man, there's somebody here that's a believer, you know, kind of thing. And so she went on to share with me that the pastor of their church had, had left and the new pastor after a short while when he came in, you know, sadly divided the church, got involved with somebody else and he fell. I mean, and, 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 you know, I told her, you know, how sorry we were. It just, it just, it just basically, she said it rocked her world and she had never been back to church since. How sad is that? You know, how sad. And so I reminded her, you know, how much God loved her and, you know, uh, God would never let her down as man let her down. So, you know, we encourage you to find a church and you know, look around the church. We see people carrying Bibles in the door. You know, that's the place you want to go. So go, go, go a place that you see people carrying Bibles in. Fourth and final couple, this Ellen Peg. They were Catholic from New York. Um, we actually met these guys in the airport, and, and, and they had actually gone on the same tour a few years earlier, and it rained for all 10 out of the 14 days. So I said, we're going to do this one again. So they tried it again. Al, I love this guy. He loved food, so we got it gone really good together. And, and, and Janine hit it off with this Peg gal and, and found out that, uh, you know, as we were having conversations, Janine and I do marriage counseling together, and, and she just locked into her man and was asking lots of questions about her marriage and what a godly marriage is, and it was so cool, so cool. And, and Al... Made an interesting comment one evening as we were talking about going to heaven. And, and again, realize, guys, this, this, this is secular tables. You know, it just goes to show that when you rely upon the Lord and, and, and the Lord will lead, man, he gives divine appointments. Just get the conversation going by just loving on them. You know, again, they could care less what you know till they know what you care. Okay? So just love on them. And, and, and so, um, so Al made this interesting comment one, one night, and he, and, he, and he said this in a laughing way. He says, all my friends are going to hell anyway, so I'm going to be there to hold the door open for them. And I'm going, whoa. And so I said, you know, Al, that's nothing to be joking about, obviously. You know, where you go or don't go for eternity is an important thing. But this is something that, you know, and it's kind of, oh, okay. So, you know, we've been sharing pictures back and forth with these folks now. And, um, you know, I'd really ask you to be praying for Al. I really believe God wants to get this man's heart and, and get him in the kingdom, man. So, so, again, we get to pray for them. So it's just a, a beautiful thing. Matthew 5.14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. He doesn't say here, guys, he doesn't say, you know, Stephen Janine, I want you to become lights of the world. Or do you want to be lights of the world? He simply says what? You are. You are. You are the lights of the world. I looked up you are in the Greek. Guess what it means? You are. I mean, you are. That, I mean, don't, don't, nothing complex about it, man. It's, it's you are lights of the world. Matthew continues on, and he says this. He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. When we were coming back from um, Italy, we had a layover in JFK, JFK to LAX. Uh, we were coming into the airport. It was dark outside, looking out the window. And, and I was looking out the window, I saw, I saw, obviously, as you do at nighttime, you see lots of lights. And I was thinking about the scripture, how it says the lights of the city on a hill. Because you can see as you're coming, all the different lights in L.A. And I was thinking, what a great illustration of us being the light of the world that cannot be hidden. You open that little flappered thing on the window in the plane. I had a window seat looking down. And you're not going to hide those lights. They're shining bright. And I was thinking about this. You know, as I looked over that giant span of land where all these lights on this hill stood out, I wondered what it would be like if every Christian on the ground in L.A. was letting their light shine for Jesus. 
man, we'd lighten up the place. It would be the coolest thing. Uh, so just, 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 just a, you know, something that really got my heart. You know, what amazing thing that would be. So, you know, I asked this question. Do we stand out as lights in the world we live? It says again this. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. But here's something, too. You know, a lamp with our a power source is of little use, isn't it? If I took the battery out of that thing, what good is it? No, no good is it. You know, it needs a power source. We just installed a solar uh, power system on our church here. We have 300 panels up on our roof, and, and it's, it's all installed. And, and, and you know, a couple, couple of days where we're flipping the switch, and it, we're real excited about that. But think about this for a minute. You know, this, this system is designed to be fueled by the power of the sun, the sun, S-U-N. You know, there's panels up on that roof that are used in a way to, to produce power, and it goes to the inverters and, you know, makes electricity for us. But it's powered by the sun, S-U-N. Without the power of the sun, what good is that solar system? It's just right now, it's sitting turned off, does nothing. It's just sitting there. It needs, it needs power. As believers, we are designed to be fueled by a special power source. Guess what? The power of the sun, S-O-N. In our lives, you know, that, that through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it's a power source. It's kind of like, you know, you got to plug in, man. You know, we're there. Plug it in. And so we might ask the following questions. You know, how about our lamps? You know, are, are they plugged in? You know, are, are, are our lamps plugged in spiritually so we can be, you know, th- those lights of the world that, that the Lord calls us to be? You know, if so, you know, what power source are we plugging into? Are we plugging into the power of the Holy Spirit? Or are we trying to plug in maybe the power of our flesh? Plugging into the Holy Spirit is where he would have us to be. John eight twelve says this. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. Check this out. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So where do we plug our plug into? Plug our life into Jesus Christ. It's right there. That's where that power source comes from. I read a great quote from, from uh, uh, Dave uh, Guzik, and he says this. He says, Light radiating, people, light radiating people live so that others see their good deeds and give praise not to them, but to the Father in heaven. I love that quote. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7. For it is the Lord who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It's all about him, guys. We get to shine for Jesus and give him glory. We are to live as visible lights that attract attention of the beauty of God's work in our lives and point people to him. The old confession sign, run it up, run it up vertical. You know, may we be light radiating people shining for Jesus in this dark world in which we live. You know, guys, you know, pray, be ready in and out of season. Let your light shine before men for the glory and praise of our Father in heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay.